Merry Christmas Eve. Welcome to BYU Sports Nation. I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with Jerem Jordan, wherever and however you may be listening. Thanks for making BYU Sports Nation part of your holiday. Jerem, Merry Christmas Eve, man. Hey, Merry Christmas Eve to you. I hope that everyone's having a wonderful Christmas uh, Eve today. And that uh, if you open a present tonight, and that's tradition for you, that it's an awesome present. Maybe it's a wise stocking is, or something. Is BYU. that your tradition? Uh, yeah, we open one uh, on Christmas Eve. See, I like that. You know, what? it's just a tease for Christmas Day, which is the most exciting day of the whole year. I have an all-day Christmas opening extravaganza at my in-laws' house. Like we open presents literally from dawn to dusk. That's amazing. How do you have that many presents? Well, the kids have a session in the morning, and then the adults have their session. Oh, it's in the, the warm-up band. But quite frankly, at, at like three o'clock in the afternoon, I just want to start ripping everything up. This is an exciting day. Absolutely. The holiday spirit alive and well at BYU Broadcasting. Again, BYU Sports Nation bringing you a Christmas Eve special. We have chosen some of our favorite interviews uh, from the recent past, and we would like to gift them to you as part of uh, this Christmas special. Not one, but three. Three excellent, insightful, entertaining interviews. And we'll start with Bronco Mendenhall. Uh, We had the coach in studio for the first time, and uh, he didn't disappoint we had our uh, M&Ms ready to go. I, as the green room snack guy, delivered him uh, one of his favorite candy bars, and he says that when you deliver the goods, he delivers a good interview. That is the key. Do you remember what the uh, the secret combination is for the best interview, Jeremy? Secret combinations at BYU is probably not a phrase that you want to use. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you're about to hear it from the man himself. Very good. Bronco Mendenhall on BYU Sports Nation. The first question we asked was, and, and we joked about the USC uh, opening at one point, Bronco Mendenhall is a 15-1 to 1 odds guy to take that job. So with Texas opening up, uh, we asked Bronco about the odds of him taking the job down in Austin. I don't know what the odds are um, <laughs> and where my name might pop up for that job. I don't know. Would uh, you like to take your name out of the running? <laughs> uh, would you, we want to break some news on the show today. I, I wasn't sure I was officially in the running, and so... <laughs> I'll need to see a more credible source before I'll see that I'm in the running for that. <laughs> you have to give your, your team some time off uh, to get ready for the bowl game. Some would call that an unorthodox approach. I would look at that as, well, BYU has won four straight bowl games. How has that worked out for you? Well, the, the intent was just that, is to have a team hungry to play, anxious to play, and maybe get a little bit of life balance before, before throwing themselves back into this. And so I, I like the idea of them actually wanting to play a little bit more at the end of each practice, going into a bowl prep, then all we have another practice and et cetera. Uh, whether that'll work with this team or not, uh, I'm not certain. But um, to be honest, as the head coach and as position coaches, we also need to be away from our players for a while. And so my hope is everyone's looking forward to getting back to work rather than dreading to get back to work. And that has, at least in the recent past of six of the eight wins has kind of produced this anxiousness and excitement to play the game one more time. And and so I've chosen to, to travel that road. Now, before we break down Washington and look back at the season and all that, I want to talk about something. So, so throughout the year, Spencer's interviewed you for the pregame show, and you've developed this unique relationship, and it starts with food. Yeah. Can, you, can you tell us a little bit about that? Well, our, our first meeting, um, there was um, this guy, as I came to do a, a TV show or filming here at BYU Studios, and and he was in the green room, and um, <laughs> and he was having snacks. And the rest of us were working really hard. And interview This after is a normal thing, by the yeah. way. Yeah. Okay, interview after interview after interview, and one place to another. And I go in the green room, and there's this guy just relaxing, eating snacks. 
And I thought, what is this guy's job? <laughs> I didn't know that at that point he'd be interviewing me from then on. And so this is Spencer Lind. So it's pretty easy that um, well, there was a clear criteria that knowing how much he likes snacks and would rather have them to himself than sheriff with those that were working. Oh. Now there is no interview unless there are snacks. And so he has to give me a snack pre-interview. Otherwise, there is no interview. And today, um, right here. Nice. He knows radio. <laughs> Peanut M&M's. We've got them. What other kinds of snacks has Spencer given you throughout the season? Well, he, he asked first because I don't really just take any snacks. Um, and Or the quality of snack will determine the quality of interview. And so that's... <laughs> I know what kind of snacks he gave throughout the year then. I've, you you I've could listen the to the interview yeah. and know what the snack yeah. was. And so I like... You he, gave him dots one time. I could tell. I didn't give him dots. I'm just kidding. Mm-hmm. So uh, Peanut M&M's is a, is a strong interview. Um, if you want a great interview, Heath Bar would, would mm. get you that. Um, if you want kind of a surprising interview, then you go with Snickers with almonds, not with the regular nuts. I gambled on that one, actually. Yeah. I was lucky with that one. I was like, I don't know if he likes this, but worked out. And and so really the tone of the interview <laughs> is set even before the first question just by the, the snack. There you go. This so is good go. to know. Yeah. I actually got By this. the way, I'm only talking right now. We're, I'm directing my comments not to you because you didn't give me any snacks. <laughs> okay. You're, you're just kind of along for the ride. Bronco, you dog. Yeah. Uh, I, I actually confirmed this with uh, with Holly Mendenhall as well in Houston. I said, you know, I've given him three candy bars. And so she sent me an email back and said, those are the three. You stick with those three. Um, but I will ask you this. Do you, do you have any, like, a favorite chip or – Oh, yeah. So if you were to, to want kind of a, a life-altering interview, then you go with the chips if they're jalapeno. <laughs> and so um, – but that that might be a once-in-a-lifetime interview, so don't use wow. that. Wow. Okay. Don't use that card too early. Okay. Mark it down. Jalapeno yeah. chips will, will bring a surprising yeah. Bronco Mendenhall. Okay. Now that we've got the hard-hitting, tough questions out of the way. Yeah. Uh, Washington seems to be one of the tougher opponents uh, that you played in the nine bowl games you played. Where do you think they stack up? Man, I think they're really good. Um, they're eight and four. Um, watching their film today, we watched them play against Stanford. We watched them play against Oregon. We watched them play well against the Pac-12, which I think is a strong league. And man, they score a lot of points, and they they're solid on defense, and they have Pac-12 players with an identical record and you could argue whose schedule was more difficult but I think they're pretty comparable and so yeah I would say of all the games we played postseason quality of opponent wise uh, from what I've seen on film I might change my mind after the game but they look to be the most important or the most uh, talented and probably the best team there's been some obvious traction about uh, the coaching shift up there and and what kind of opponent you're going to get in the bowl game with that backdrop, do you feel like the game has, has lost any luster, or, or how do you prepare for something like that? Mm. Man, if, if you hadn't watched the film of them playing, then it could lose luster. Uh, they are still college kids. They still love to play the game, and they still want to win. Um, you're talking about a team that's played 12 games. They don't need a new identity. Um, they don't need um, some transformation. Uh, and I'm sure they'll want to, to play and play really well. I met their uh, interim head coach um, on a media tour down in San Francisco, Marcus Tuyasasopo. He's really a likable guy, and he's a former Rose Bowl MVP and a former Washington player. And if I'm their players and he's the one that uh, is the interim head coach, I think he'll do a really nice job of having the players not, not only be prepared for the game but have some fun along the way. There were games between BYU and Washington in 08 and 2010 during your tenure. Will BYU play Washington in the future, you think, with Chris Peterson at the helm there? I'd like to. Um, I, I like 
the Pac-12 opponents. I like that we don't have to um, – I like that we can play a good opponent without traveling to the east or southeast or midwest, et cetera. We're going to do those games anyway. But if you can play a quality opponent and have more of a regional flavor to it, I'd like that. And the Northwest is a fun place to play. So we've had a, a series with Oregon State. Um, I would love either for Washington State, which we have a, a return game coming where we have to go there, but Washington or Oregon, those would also be good ones. The head football coach of the BYU Cougars, Bronco Mendenhall, in studio on BYU Sports Nation. Now, Coach, during the course of a season, obviously there are unexpected twists and turns. Uh, you can't prepare for things like that, but here we are, 8-4. and four. Uh, You're approaching the bowl game. You have a chance at nine wins. What would a ninth win mean for this program specifically moving forward? Uh, I, I've tried to simplify it. Um, I think we've had a good season. Eight wins is is hard to get. We've had a very difficult schedule. and But nine wins would be a really good season, not just a good season, but really good. Um, I think 10, uh, 10 wins, we're probably a top 25 team, which is to me the minimum threshold from a ranking standpoint that uh, I'd like to be every year. And so nine gets us knocking at the door um, of the top 25, which, again, is uh, a reasonable statistic for BYU and place to be. And nine is just, it's a heck of a lot better than eight against a good opponent who's eight and four on a big stage. And so it would be nice to be able to play our best game and one of our mo- most dynamic games um, to finish this year. And, and that's really what I hope happens. I know I know the answer to this question, but I'm going to answer it anyway, or ask it anyways. Can you tailor your expectation to a schedule? For example, this year seemed to be the toughest overall schedule BYU had played in a long time, maybe ever. Um, yet you still want ten wins, right? That's yep. the, no matter what the schedule is. Yep, that's how you feel. Because uh, I'm ultimately after um, the on the football stage, and that's what we're talking about now is a national championship and. And you're not in the consideration or conversation for that unless you're in the top 25 as a minimum on a consistent basis, which we normally are. Once you start hitting the top 10 frequently against the schedule we had, let's say that you win 10 against that uh, schedule. That clearly puts you in the conversation for significant bowl games, um, for significant consideration for the following season. And that's what we're after. And and so I want to keep playing as um, as the most the most difficult teams we can find that will play us. I would love it if they would actually acknowledge us and come here on occasion, um, and eventually through independence that'll happen. Uh, but until then, biggest stages on the road, best teams, shooting for ten or more wins um, to move the program to the elite level. With that said, what do you think BYU needs to do to get into the college football playoff? Yeah, um, we'll have to be undefeated, just to to be brutal uh, and honest about it. Um, we uh, we won't have a conference championship game that will that will vault us into that. Um, even if there's one loss or something, even though we're going to play very difficult teams um, in very unique venues, and mostly um, the more difficult the opponent on the road, um, we'll need to be undefeated, and and that'll get us. Um, they would have a hard time. The selection committee I'm talking about overlooking us if we're undefeated with the schedule that we're playing. Bronco Mendenhall, the head football coach of the BYU Cougars, live in person and for, with us at BYU Sports Nation. Coach, there are some th- certain things that I need to know as the green room snack guy, yeah. uh, going back to food. One is, during the football season, do you lose weight, do you oh. maintain weight, or do you gain weight? Man, that, that's a sensitive topic. Um, <laughs> one, one of the, one of the, the highlights of the, the Nevada game 
early in the game, and there weren't many, was that my uh, game pants actually fit, which is <laughs> through a 12-week season, that was a good way to start the game. Um, so there's usually about 10 that come on. Okay. Yeah. Um, so we're just kind of burying our souls right now, but there's usually about, a, about an in-season 10. And then um, regardless of the commitment and the discipline and all the things that I think and preach, it's hard not to have that in-season 10 happen. So I haven't quite figured out the, the best way to make that not happen. The unique thing then is you go right from the season into recruiting. I've been on the road the past 10 days. Each home visit actually is accompanied by a dinner. Or if you have two home visits in a night, that's two dinners. Or on occasion, you have three home visits in a night, that's three dinners. So um, there is another weight alteration <laughs> that happens postseason during recruiting, and I don't really want to talk about that one. And then once we hit signing day, then it's a new set point, and we head back to normal life. When you start, I mean, you have, you have your summer, you're surfing, and you're exercising, and your your time also. It's all eat. eat. Appreciate it. You helping me remember there is another life after signing day. <laughs> now, now, look, but on signing day, you're going to come into this building and do an hour-long special about all your recruits and then you're seen. So I would I would advise that by signing day, you're ready to go, right? No question. I'll, I'll be ready to go. <laughs> well, your game day pants fit against Nevada. Yeah. So I want to ask this. Who's the best-dressed coach on your staff? That's that's really easy. Uh, Guy Holiday, or nicknamed Doc, Doc Holiday. Okay. Just on a day-to-day um, fashion continuum and, and uh there's some flair involved too he's not really conservative and at byu that provides a unique challenge on occasion <laughs> like the guy he, he knows how to dress okay if you had to if you uh you and dave rose talked and you said okay we have to swap one player each who you who are you giving dave rose and who do you want well so he, he's he, he'll get bronson kafusi because there's an existing history and there's a baseline and that I already have the routine, and Bronson has worked out, so we know he can do both. Yeah. And so that's an easy one for us, and, and I'll, I'll take Haas. Where do you put him? He's in the slot. Yeah. So he, he fills in for JD next year? He, he fills in, and maybe he kind of creates his own type of uh, position. You know, maybe it's not necessarily the H position. Maybe it's, well, it's H, but it's H for Haas rather than H. There you go. The slot. <laughs> there you go. 6 5. Yeah. Bronco Mendenhall breaking it down on BYU Sports Nation. Okay, Kyle. And Cody, uh, speaking of Kyle Van Noy and Cody Hoffman, headed to the Senior Bowl. Which other player deserves to be in that game on your team? I, I like um, this particular year, I like Wani Unga a lot, our middle linebacker. And that might be just a hair, if even that much, um, over Daniel Sorensen. Either one of those two, in terms of the year that they've had this year, could easily go in that game and be more qualified than... Um, than anyone off our current team or any other team. They're both really good and have had great seasons. BYU football coach Bronco Mendenhall is on BYU Sports Nation. Coach, what have Cody Hoffman and Kyle Van Noy meant to BYU football? Well, I think maybe more than what they've meant to the program, what they've shown is that um, players with unique challenges um, in life prior to coming to BYU or not being a member of the church, you can come to BYU um, and make it here. Um, as long as you know why you're coming and what you're after, you can have a fantastic experience. Sometimes uh, BYU is lumped into you have to be uh, possibly white, you have to be possibly LDS, you have to be this, you have to be that, and if you're not in that box, you're not welcome here or you won't make it here. Kyle and Cody have shown that that's absolutely not the case, and if you'll try hard, you'll make it here, 
and they both have have shown that and and I think have really paved the way for others to follow suit. Bronco Mendenhall joining BYU Sports Nation. Coach, we wish you a happy holiday season. We want you to enjoy the bowl game. We're certainly pulling for you. Uh, we asked Trevor Maddich earlier today his favorite swag from a, uh, a bowl game. He said a plastic cowboy hat with a holiday bowl sticker from 1984. Now players are getting Xbox 360s yeah. and plasma screens and mini iPads. What about you? As, as a coach or player, what was your favorite swag? You know, I'm not sure I have because I don't really see it. Um, So I I get the gifts, and then um, I take the bag to the room, and then Cutter, Breaker, Raider, Holly, (laughs) the bag's empty by the time I make it back. And so I I don't know if I've even worn or had any swag, as you put it. So I might have to ask my boys and my wife how they like it. Okay. Football, food, and weight gain discussed with Bronco (laughs) Mendenhall. Bring it in. Sports Nation. Thanks, Coach. Happy holidays. Okay. Bronco Mendenhall. Bringing it for the green room snacks guy. Heath Bar, M&M's, and do you remember the third candy bar? I believe it's pronounced Jalepano chips. Oh, that's not... It's the Snickers Almond. Oh, Snickers Almond. My bad. But the jalapeno chips. He said don't don't use that card too often. If you want an epic interview, that's the way to go. Good to know. Great to have Bronco on BYU Sports Nation. Uh, a couple of things to remember. Bronco and the Cougars in three days from now will take on the Washington Huskies in the Fight Hunger Bowl in San Francisco, AT&T Park. It is a bowl day extravaganza at BYU Broadcasting, starting with the quick games. How's that work, Jeremy? They're so quick. 30-minute versions of the last three games. So an hour and a half total to watch three games. Believe it! It starts at 7 Eastern, then at 8.30 Eastern. We're live for Countdown to Kickoff, hosted by you in Provo, and then Dave and Blaine. In San Francisco. It's a full day of uh, bowl coverage on BYU TV and BYU Radio. In the days leading up to bowl game day and actual bowl game day, we will have guests such as Tom Holmo and Gary Cavalli, the executive director of the Fight Hunger Bowl, not to mention Steve Young, who is in the Palo Alto area, who will be at the game. So it's going to be great stuff. Live it up! Fight Hunger Bowl on December 27th from San Francisco. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation on BYU Radio. Merry Christmas Eve. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan hanging out in Studio 3, the BYU Broadcast Building. You can follow us on Twitter at Spencer underscore Linton and at Jerem Jordan. Oh, by the way, join the shows very quickly and growing Twitter following at BYU Sports Nation. Also, check out our preview videos and all sorts of other goodies on Instagram. It's pure hilarity. Absolutely. And on this Christmas Eve... What's a, what's a Christmas Eve tradition that you have in your family Ooh, that, you'll, okay, that you'll do today? I'm going to start with my favorite one on the, on the Linton side, and that was we play Christmas bingo. Nice. Christmas bingo with little prizes. always loved that as a kid. Uh, now that I've been married, I've uh, inherited another family, and uh, something that we do that I really enjoy is the white elephant gift exchange that we do every mm. Christmas Eve. Never disappoints. White <laughs> elephant gifts never disappoint. Some of them are not PG-rated, but that's okay. And they're not going to be on this program then. <laughs> One for me is when I was little, we uh, we would get together with a, a, another family that we were friends with, and when we were little, reenact the nativity. And I was always Joseph, and uh, the oldest girl of the other family was always Mary. You weren't the wise man? Uh, no, I am now a wise man uh, today. <laughs> See, this is my first Christmas with my first child, so I, I figured that I need to find like a reindeer costume to dress her up in, with like a red nose or something. I don't know. Start something. 
Quite honestly, it's Christmas Eve, and I haven't figured this out. That that is a problem. The magic of Christmas is returning because of little ones. Yes, yes, it's, it's fantastic. Gr- it is awesome. You know, I really I could give my two and a half year old frosted mini meats, or as he likes to call them, frosted mini meats, <laughs> or rice checks, or life. Like his favorite thing is cereal. So I just t- I tell my wife, "Look, let's just buy cereal. Let's just do that." Uh, and on that topic of food, we discuss in our next. Best of interview with Harvey Unga at one point. Sandwiches. It'll all make sense. Harvey Unga joining BYU Sports Nation. Uh, Our first question to Harvey was, Jamal Williams, will he break the all-time rushing record at BYU? And Harvey's in favor of J-Swag Daddy. It's a given. (laughs) I mean, unless he decides to leave after the season, then yeah. I I have no doubt in my mind. And I told the kid once he got to BYU that, I was expecting that of him, so uh, you know he he hasn't let me down thus far. How did you know when you saw him that he would do that? Um, honestly, uh, when I saw him at camp, it uh, right there you could tell you know the kid had talent uh, for how young he was and and how how smooth he was and just you know how how, uh, how tough the kid was. It uh, right away you know I, I felt the kid was special. And uh, Coach Reynolds actually was the one that pointed him out to me and, uh, you know, introduced me to he and his uh, his mother. And uh, from there, it, uh, you know, from that camp, I kind of had a feeling. Just uh, call it a hunch, I guess. Harvey Unga, the career rushing leader at BYU, joining BYU Sports Nation. Harvey, when you watched the Nevada game and you saw Jamal go 15 carries for over 200 <laughs> yards, what made the difference for BYU there in Reno, Nevada? Um, honestly, you got to give credit to the linemen. Um, and then Jamal knows it too. They, they busted their butt off and, um, you know, the coach and I made some, some great, you know, changes in the running plan. And, uh, you know, he, he found his, his creases and, and, you know, he's a playmaker and that's what he did. And, uh, credit, you know, I credit the linemen, I credit him and, uh, and coach and I, and, and for his, uh, his play calls and, you know, like I said, it's a team game. Those guys, you know, they did what they were supposed to do, and it showed. The offensive line has been a project this year. A lot of guys have played different positions on it, so there hasn't been the same continuity that BYU's had in, in past years. How have you? How would you evaluate BYU's offensive play this year, Harvey? Um, you know, I like I said, I, I give credit to those guys. They're young boys uh, coming into a brand-new offense. And um, the, the demands and, and playing under Coach Nye, I know the demands that he has for these young men, and, and it's, it, they're very, very high at that. And so to them, you know, I credit the O-line and the offense for, for picking up this offense and, and, you know, doing as best as they can with it. Granted, you know, a lot of them are very young. Um, you know, I, I felt in my heart that those guys were doing a great job. And, uh, you know, you, you start off with something new and then you build from there and, um you know, judging from this season going on to next season with with the same kind of offense and a little more experience, I think it's going to be good. But I think they've done good this year. For the first time ever, BYU has two rushers of over 1,000 yards in the same season, Taysom Hill and Jamal Williams, both sophomores. What's the ceiling for both of those guys in your mind, Harvey? Well, at the rate they're going, they're both going to break my record. So, uh, <laughs> as, you know, I think things are, things are looking good for them. It's 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 a different, you know, change of pace for BYU and the the typical, you know, pocket quarterback offense. 
Um, but Taysom Hill, you know, he's a great quarterback. He's been doing an awesome job with, you know, the new offense and, and him, you know, making do with what he has. Uh, and, and Jamal, you know, he's, like I said, the, the kid is, is super talented. But with, you know, a great offensive mind in, in Coach and I, I think, you know, there's there's going to be a lot of a lot of progress that's going to be made in this offseason that I think will help a ton for those two in this upcoming season. Um, you know, they, they lose a, a great wide receiver in Cody, but um, they, they've got a lot of good talent that are coming up as well. So, you know, I think, I think those two are going to be just fine. BYU's all-time career rushing leader, Harvey Unga, joins BYU Sports Nation. Harvey, compare the two offenses um, that you played under and now that BYU has this year because the role of Jamal Williams and the way he gets the ball where he's going is a little bit different than what you had, right? Uh, yeah, in a sense. I mean, the uh, a lot of it is, is the offensive line. At that time when I was at BYU, we had a very veteran offensive line who, uh, you know, Coach and I had been there for many years. So um, it, it, it made a big difference in, in my eyes. Um, I think the, the running game is, is a little more simplified this year than it was when I was playing. Um, just in regard to blocking schemes and, um, and, and, you know, minor, minor details, but, uh, a lot of times those minor details are, are kind of what make plays very, very different. So it's, I don't know, I, you know, it's, it's similar, but yet different due to personnel. And I think Coach and I is doing a good job at that. So what was it like playing a Pac 12 team that, uh, in, in, BYU's case, they're going to get the sixth selection, so a team that didn't fare as well as they wanted. Um, so Oregon in 06, uh, they were down. BYU you know, crushed them. Uh, 07, I'm drawing a blank on who BYU put. UCLA, they were, they were sort of excited to be there. Arizona was really excited to be there. They won that game. I, I guess what's it like playing a team that from the Pac-12 that is sort of excited to be there? <laughs> um, for, I mean... It's a game. It's a bowl game. You know, guys. Guys are. You know, they work their butt off to get there. So, to me, I thought it was awesome. You know, regardless who we played, whether it was you know a mediocre Pac-10 team, or you know if it was a who, what is it, ATC or MAC or whoever they played the past couple of years or something. Um, you know, I think going into it, it it's fun regardless. Um, and then going against a Pac-10 school, you know, a lot of these guys that come to BYU are, are from these California schools, Washington schools, like high schools. So growing up, I, you know, a lot of them I, I'll talk to when, when I was in college that, you know, they wanted to go to these Pac-10 schools, um, didn't get, the, you know, the chance or the opportunity. So when, you know, we get a chance to go back and play against these schools that didn't, you know, recruit us or, or you know, give us scholarships, it, it's fun for us. Um, because you know we get to showcase what you know what they're missing out for for not recruiting us. So I think it's fun. You know I think it's another fun game to go in and play, and um, especially for you know how hard these guys worked the all season. It's it's always a fun game to be able to go and uh, you know whether it's a mediocre Pac-10 or not. I think it's it's always fun. Harvey, I know a lot of people are interested in your career and what's going on with you and, and what lies in the future. Are you uh, anticipating getting back into the NFL at any point or, or playing again uh, in the league? Yeah, for sure. Um, I, I've been out visiting a couple different teams and, and whatnot and then kind of just 
you know, I guess on call, so to speak, uh, waiting to see if, if other running backs go down at different um, teams. Um, but if, if push comes to shove and things don't work out uh, elsewhere, then, um, you know, Chicago, they, they left the door open for me to come back if, if, if that was, you know, the case, if, if I didn't get picked up anywhere else. So, um, yeah, def- you know, football is definitely in, in the books. And, you know, I'm still still training and doing all that, getting getting ready just in case the team calls any day. But um, you know, I'm young. I got, I, got, I got a lot of years left in me. So uh, I'm, not, I'm not giving that up. Well, good luck. We hope you uh, land on a roster either this year or, or whenever uh, and get back in the league. Uh, always fun to see you in the NFL. We appreciate the time, Harvey. Hey, thank you, guys. I appreciate it. All right, we'll talk to you soon. Enjoy that turkey sandwich, by the way. <laughs> Thanks. You got Thank you. it. All Friday, December 27th is Bowl Day, starting at 7 Eastern. BYU TV will show 30-minute versions of the 2010, 2011, and 2012 BYU Bowl games leading up to a live countdown to kickoff. That's at 8.30 Eastern. Spencer Linton, Alema Harrington, Brian Logan, Andy Boyce in Provo. Dave McCann and Blaine Fowler in San Francisco live to get you ready for BYU in Washington. Join us Friday, again, December 27th, Fight Hunger Bowl Day, 7 Eastern on BYU TV for a plethora, as Jerem likes to call it, of BYU Bowl coverage. Up next on BYU Sports Nation, we're inside the lines with the Kiesel Claws. We revisit one of our favorite interviews from Rivalry Week. This is BYU Sports Nation. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. You're listening to a special best of edition featuring some of our favorite interviews from the past few months. It's not often you have an Olympian in studio, but we accomplished that feat not long ago. The loose coop, Kate Hansen, BYU student and Olympian, headed to Sochi, Russia in the luge, ranked the second best women's loser. In the entire country, she goes to BYU, and she brought it, man. One of my favorite interviews, and we could, we're going to give that to you right now. You know, I like to think that luge kind of found me, especially growing up in Southern California. So how it works is that luge will, they'll have these clinics, and they'll go and recruit a bunch of kids. And so they came to Long Beach, California, and they had the same sleds, but with wheels on it. And so Wait, you, you were luging in Long Beach? Yeah. Trying to wrap my head around that. Like straight luge, X Games introduced that in the 90s kind of deal? A little bit, yeah, kind of along the same lines. So it's just an open call for all kids to come try out. And so I tried out, and next thing you know, I'm sitting with you guys. So when you're 10 years old, you're, you're thinking, yeah, I, I love luge. I'm going to do this. Where, where did you envision this taking you? Um, the Olympics? No, nope, not at all. I envisioned it getting me out of school. Nice. The truth comes out. Yeah, it was a cool thing. You know, I got to go to once after the clinic, they take you to New York, upstate New York, Lake Placid, New York. And um, I got to get out of school for it. So when you're that young, it was kind of a cool thing. Do you have a nickname? A nickname? Yeah. We, we've we called you the Luge Coog. Is that okay? Luge. Is that a, Does that work? What do, what do you want? That is a new one. <laughs> that is a new I haven't heard that. You know what? Run with it. Yes! Yeah. The Luge Coog. The Luge Coog. Oh you heard it here first on BYU Sports Nation. <laughs> so, so explain first the difference between bobsled, skeleton, and luge. So bobsled is like Cool Runnings, the movie that everyone has seen. Isn't the Jamaican bobsled coach, isn't he up at Utah Olympic Park? Yeah. Or he used to be. He used to be up there and coach. Pro- I don't. I don't know I, specifically. I, I met the guy like four or five years ago. I was like, "You're, You're the John. Guy. <laughs> What's his name? Candy. 
Yeah, you, you you are John, not John Goodman. It, <laughs> yeah, would be, it, it would be John Candy. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. So that's bobsled. Yeah. So bobsled <laughs> is there's two man and four man, and you're pretty much in like the sled, and it kind of covers you, and there's a bunch of guys behind it, and then skeleton is head first and luge is feet first. And for women, it's just you. There's no two person mm-hmm. luge. Just me. Just you. Over the weekend, it's the World Cup, mm-hmm. right? And you qualify for the Olympics. What was that moment like? Um, it was pretty unbelievable. I was pretty emotional. Not gonna lie, pretty emotional. Um, no, it was an it was an unreal day, and I, I was pretty exhausted. It was finishing that race was just a, an accumulation of just way too many years in the sport. So um, yeah, I was just I was just happy and relieved and just grateful. Kate Hansen, BYU student and United States Olympian, joining BYU Sports Nation. I want to know about your schedule. When do you go to classes and do the school thing, and when do you work in practices? What that? What's that like? Um, so we are pretty much training year round, and but I go to school in the spring, just May June. But from June to August, we're summer training in Lake Placid. September to March, we're preseason and season training, and then we have postseason after that. So I really only get, I don't know, a couple of weeks in April off. So where are you at in school? What year are you? I should I should have been graduating this spring, but I'm a sophomore in credits. Hey, don't worry about it. I'm not worried about You're going it. To the you know, Olympics. <laughs> you know, better better than nothing. American should... heritage can wait. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Good thing I already took that. So. <laughs> Look, not many po- not many people can pull off a Twitter handle of at Cater <laughs> Okay, so live that up. Uh, you're a sophomore in school right now. What uh, if I mean besides luge? Like, uh, what do you want to do after your luge career ends? Um. To be honest, my life has not, my life ends in February. Like, I have not thought past February of 2014. Fair enough. For the past seven years. Fair enough. And since this is just a fresh new feeling, I honestly have not thought past February. But I will say I will be back in school in spring. But that's about as far as as I've gone. How many of your friends or random people around Provo know who you are? Because you're you're this you're going to be the most famous BYU Cougar in <laughs> February for a month. You're going to be the the person. I think that's a little debatable, but I appreciate that you guys are so stoked about this. Um, my close friend, I mean, obviously all my close friends know, but a lot of people that I just meet, like I definitely don't introduce myself as "Hi, I'm a loser." So it's not. That sounds like loser, so I, I would say it differently, right? That's original. That's <laughs> Wow. That's why you need to say, I am the luge coog. Yeah. The oh. luge coog. Yes, yes, yes. I am the Maybe luge coog. Maybe I should coog. switch my Twitter handle to like luge coog. Luge coog. Yeah. You have like the ultimate one up. Yeah, <laughs> we're talking like Taysom Hill, Tyler okay. House. Hey guys, what's up? Oh, hey, who are you? My name's Kate Hansen. I am the Luge Coog, and I'm going to the Olympics. Uh, you on. win! That, you win! That's like that joke with, uh, is it Brian Regan that he's like, yeah, I walked on the moon. Like, yes. he's topper at yes. every party. You have a topping subject. <laughs> but but you won't bring that out, I imagine. Uh, no, because A, no one knows about Luge. B, it's not the biggest spectator sport. And I, I mean... I'd rather talk about Kobe and his stats. <laughs> You're from LA. You're a Lakers, Lakers fan. fan. Okay. Yeah, like I, you know, okay. we could drop casual Laker conversation. I mean, everyone in Utah hates the Lakers, but besides the fact of that, I mean, there's not too many people that are well acquainted with Luge. So, yes, I don't really introduce myself as the Luge Coog <laughs> by any means. But um, no, when I came to BYU, I did my fall semester. I I took my season off and came and did fall, and I completely lied about it. I didn't want anyone to know. I just dismissed all rumors of anything, and um, I really liked it. 
That's great. So now, like, some people will know, but no, the majority doesn't. So where do you tra- how do you train outside the track? Um, train. So in the summer, we all live in Lake Placid, New York. Our team is stationed out of there. And so we are training every day. We're lifting weights three times a week. And then we also are sliding on the track. So it's the same track, but with, we just have wheels on our sleds. And it's not the most safe thing, but um, it really helps with training. So we do that. And then we also have an indoor start facility. Uh, it's like an ice ramp indoors. And so we are on that every day, too. So that's just summer. And then once season comes, we're at the track half the day and we're still weightlifting and then just traveling. All right. Let's play the have you ever imagined game. Okay. <laughs> now you find out you're an Olympian. You are walking into the stadium, opening ceremonies. Have you envisioned that? What does that feel like? I honestly haven't envisioned it, and I haven't let myself envision it. I, this whole experience, I have not let myself like think that I've ever made it because that's dangerous. But um, I guess I'll envision it now. Um, I'm going to be bawling. I'm going to be crying, <laughs> and I'm going to be bawling. Um, NBC is going to capture that. Oh, yeah. I'm, yes. I'm just gonna be waterworks for sure um there's this one song by r kelly called world's greatest and they played it in 2002 when opening ceremonies and ever since then when i was a little girl and i saw that it was like moment like that was that was my moment watching that happen and so you know i'll have that earpiece in listening to r kelly world's greatest and i'll just be crying more excited to uh walk into the stadium or get the swag associated with the olympics i mean obviously who doesn't love swag right but uh I'm definitely going to have to say walking in the stadium, of course, because clothes, you know, those will go, come and go, but the memories, solid. What's the mindset uh, before you hop on a really slippery, steep track on an incredibly dangerous object? How do you, how do you stay calm in that moment? Um, so when you're younger, yeah, it's a little, it's scary. It's, it's very scary. I've broken a few bones and... You just think, why did I ever join this sport? But now when it's come more into a professional level, um, you're just stoked. You're just stoked and you're motivated and you're like, okay, like, I'm going to crush this. Like, All you other countries, watch out because America's coming. <laughs> that's what I think and that's what gets me like stoked. I'm going to crush this. You're, so, you're such a Southern California person and I love it. How many- I lived in SoCal for three years. I appreciate it. <laughs> How many of uh, how many women's uh, losers is that what you mm-hmm. say? losers are there for the U.S. in the Olympics? Uh, three, three, three girls, three guys, two doubles teams. Uh, are you the best of the three? No, no, I'm in the number two spot. Okay, but I I was in the number three spot, so I'm you know counting my blessings. Working here. your way up. Yeah, exactly. Twelve seasons of sliding, seventh international. Is there like a pro circuit that you that that happens like? Where, <laughs> is, is, the, it, is the Olympics the peak of what you do? Yeah. So those? actually, there's like the World Cup circuit, and okay. that's practically, I guess, what you could call the pro circuit. Okay. And then I think um, the Olympics would be related to maybe like the Pro Bowl a little bit. Okay. So, yeah, perfect. Yeah. I'd go probably go in the, that realm. Kate Hansen, BYU student, Olympic loser or slider. I mean, we've learned lots of things today joining BYU Sports Nation. What happens between now and the Olympics in terms of just the timeline? Like, what what's the buildup over the next few months? Um, so we're only halfway done with our season. After We leave two days after Christmas, and we go to Germany for about a month. Okay. And then we go to Latvia for a week, and then the Olympics start. So we still have, like, four more World Cups that we have to finish. So there's a ton to do. Yeah. It's a long season, and it's exhausting. Fine-tuning. Do you like to travel? I hope so. 
I love I love to travel. Traveling is one of my favorite things to do. But when we're traveling with the team, it's not really traveling. It's business. It, there's a there's a routine. On Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, we're training. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, racing. Monday, we're traveling. This is not a vacation, people. No, nope. it's a business trip. Not a vacation. Okay, coolest place you've ever traveled to? Um, luge wise or like by myself? Luge wise. Either way. Either way. Okay. Well, I will first say luge wise, Japan. Oh, wow. Went to okay. Japan in high school. That was unreal. So cool. And then um, by myself with like friends and stuff, um, Indonesia. I went on a surf trip to Indonesia and that was, we did Indonesia and New Zealand and that was, whoop, that was unbelievable. I'm guessing that most 22 year olds have not been as well traveled as you have been. I have been very blessed in that aspect of life for sure. I've been very lucky to see the world. Okay. Lightning round. Favorite food? Mexican. Uh, favorite movie? Uh, mean Girls. TV show. Bachelor, obviously. Oh, oh, oh obviously. <laughs> my, my bad. I'm just speaking for every other girl in Provo. <laughs> what do you expect to do in the Olympics? Like, is going there good enough, or do you, do you think, hey, I can go top twenty, top ten, medal? Um, first, don't want to make a fool out of myself. I want to, you know, have just four solid runs, and I want to make America proud, Lady Liberty proud. Second, a top ten finish would be un- unbelievable. That would be, in yeah. fact. Well, we wish you the best. Kate Thank Hansen, you. thanks so much for the time on BYU Thank Sports you. Nation. Follow her on Twitter at Katertots, K-8-T-E-R-T-O-T-Z. Is that right? K-8-E-R-T-O-T-Z. Oh, there you but go. Yeah, Get it done on the Twitter machine. Thanks for, for the sure. time. Thank you. Kate Hansen, we wish you the best. Go get a gold. Yes. Or she said she just wants to perform well, and that's what we hope for. Just the fact she's in the Olympics is fantastic. It's really cool. And again, one of my favorite interviews that we've done on BYU Sports Nation. Keep in mind, December 27th is Fight Hunger Bowl Day. BYU TV has you covered uh, in all capacities. If you if you like bowl games and college football, you should be watching BYU TV on December 27th. If you like sports, it's going to be sweet. 7 Eastern, we're going to show the last three bowl games in quick game fashion. That is snap to tackle edit. So you can watch the 2010, 11, and 12 bowl games in 30 minutes apiece. Believe it. That leads right up, uh, right up to the 8.30 Eastern live countdown to kickoff from AT&T Park in San Francisco and Provo to get you ready for BYU in Washington. The best of BYU Sports Nation continues over the holiday season. We hope everyone is having a very happy and safe holidays. This is BYU Sports Nation. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation on BYU Radio. You are listening to a special Best of Christmas Eve edition with Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. Remember to like and comment on our newly launched Facebook page as well as visit BYURadio.org for archived episodes of this show available each and every afternoon as they happen. Jerem, it's Christmas Eve, man. Yeah, it is. What are you doing to celebrate uh, in terms of media and taking in the media. You have a favorite movie? Yes. Uh, Lord of the Rings always felt like a Christmas movie because it came out in December. <laughs> so besides that, um, I'll have to go with Home Alone. <laughs> Look what you did, you little jerk. <laughs> I love that movie. It's no- not about Christmas, but it's at Christmas time. Nothing says Christmas it's about, it's like family. Lord of the Rings. Yes. For Frodo. Okay. Yeah. Hey. You How know, about you? For me, it's, uh, man, I'm classic. Bean Crosby, Danny Kaye. Um, he's yep. t- well, that's the, pretty good. That's not the, bad. Keep going, Jeremy. In, in the movie, he's like, 
Hey, you guys, what's going on? I'm dreaming. All of a sudden, he just lo- like lowers and sings with this awesome That dude has an amazing baritone. amazing baritone voice. That's a classic. That's a great one. White Christmas. White Christmas. The No Snow in Vermont. A lot of funny quips in that movie. I would encourage you to watch it instead of Lord of the Rings this year. Uh, how about I watch both? Don't you tell me not to watch Lord of the Rings. Okay, fine. Do what, do what you want to do on Christmas Eve. You are listening to a special Best of Edition BYU Sports Nation. We have revisited some of our favorite interviews. We started with Bronco Mendenhall, and we went to Harvey Unga after that. Now we bring in Brett Kiesel, or simply De Beard, from the Pittsburgh Steelers, former BYU Cougar, and now largely the face of the Pittsburgh Steelers behind Ben Roethlisberger, maybe. But uh, anytime you have merchandise made featuring your facial hair, you know you've struck a chord, especially in the still tone. What do you think, Jerem? I loved this interview so much. He was so great. It was during rivalry week, right before the BYU-Utah game, so take you back to September, but we have uh, resurrected it for you on Christmas Eve. Brett Kiesel, also at one point known as the Kiesel Clause this holiday season, and our first question to Brett was where he was going to watch the BYU-Utah game. You know, we got a, I got some friends coming over. Uh, my uncle, my two uncles from Utah are coming out here for our game against Chicago. So uh, they want to get lined up and watch the game. It'll be a great game. How closely do you follow Cougar football these days, given your crazy, busy NFL life? I follow them very closely. I mean, thanks to Twitter. Uh, Twitter's pretty much changed everything. It's like, <laughs> you know, a constant news feed. But, um, you know... Not only that, but they got the ESPN contract, so we get to watch them a lot, which is great too. But um, it was awesome watching them against Texas. And, you know, we got some Texas boys here on our team, and it was fun to rub that in their face. <laughs> That's great. And your Twitter handle is bkiesel99, correct? That's correct. And uh, you're doing pretty well with the followers. Let's see. 107,000 followers. Basically, a <laughs> Michigan. Michigan Stadium worth of followers. How fu- how much fun do you have with uh, Twitter, Brent? I, you know, honestly, I should probably tweet more. Um, I don't tweet that often, but um, if all your listeners follow me, I'll start tweeting more. How about that? <laughs> We're putting it out there right now. Spencer Linton, Jerem Jordan, talking with Pittsburgh Steeler Brett Kiesel, former BYU Cougar as well. Brett, you were involved in some memorable rivalry showdowns, uh, namely the 98, the Connoisseur Clank in Salt Lake City, BYU wins 26-24. 2000, Lavelle's last miracle, BYU wins 34-27. And then 01, Doman to Staley uh, with Gennaro Guilford's interception to seal the deal. Do you have a favorite memory in the rivalry uh, amidst all of that? Yeah, it's probably, you know, Coach Edwards' last game. Um, that was a crazy year because he, you know, towards the latter part of the year, he basically... Uh, just came in and was like, you you know, this is going to be my last year. And, you know, Coach Edwards was one of the big reasons I wanted to go to BYU, play for a great coach, but also uh, a great man. He was just amazing with the players. And, um, you know, really, if you know anything about my career at BYU, like I struggled early on. He could have easily just, you know, turned his back on me and let me go, you know, off into who knows where but he didn't he believed in me and and gave me that second chance and um really is a big reason why you know i've been a part of the pittsburgh steelers for the last 12 years at what point did you realize i can become and i don't know if this was a conscious effort or not but 
if if I have a beard, I may be a brand. I may be bigger than a football player. You know, it was a fluke thing. It really was. Um, I decided to do something different that year and uh, not shave. You know, I hadn't remembered anyone really ever taking it to those type of lengths. And um, I just made a commitment that as long as we were winning games, I was going to let it go. And, uh, you know, even our team owner out here came up to me and was like, what are you doing? That looks, <laughs> that looks ridiculous. This is not in, uh, with the honor code. <laughs> yeah, really. I mean, I didn't have a beard card, you know, while I was at BYU, which was unfortunate, or I would have known about this thing a long time ago. But um, we kept winning and ended up going all the way to the Super Bowl, and um, really it just became a whole uh, big thing after that. And, you know, that's when the Beard Nation was formed, and uh, it's been a lot of fun since. Been doing some head and shoulder stuff with Troy, and. <laughs> Uh, you know, we've got our own T-shirts at dubbeard.com, so it's been a lot of fun, and all of our stuff goes towards charities, so it's great. Brett Kiesel of the Pittsburgh Steelers, former BYU Cougar, talking with BYU Sports Nation. Brett, you brought up Troy Polamalu and, and his uh, well-documented hair. Which gets more media attention in Pittsburgh, Troy's hair or your beard? Oh, that's, you know, that's a close call. Early on, I would have said Troy's hair for sure, but... The beard is climbing in popularity out here. Uh, people uh, definitely respect it, and um, we just consider ourselves a nice one-two punch. Well, there are a bunch of parody accounts associated with your beard. What's the best joke you've heard about your beard? <laughs> oh, man. Well, you know, you always hear the stuff where there's birds and things <laughs> nesting in my beard or squirrels or um, whatever, but... Uh, one lady, it was crazy, I was at a charity thing, and, and she's like, I want you to hold me like a baby and so I can put my head next to your beard. And I was just like, you need to get away from me. <laughs> like, that's really creepy. So you just, you know, everyone constantly says funny things, and um, that's, that's part of the fun. I'm going to share with you some of my favorite tweets that have come over in the past 48 hours in just in just a minute in regard to that infamous beard. But uh, let's get back to the BYU beat. You play with Hebron Fangupo. What has that been like having another BYU player in the locker room with you? It's been great. He's came a long ways. Um, you know, he's got a pretty interesting story too. Uh, um, people turned his back on him and. He ended up landing in BYU, and you know now he's in our locker room. Made the team, fought hard, made the team, and actually beat out a one of our fourth round draft picks. So he's coming along. He's still got a long ways to go, but it's uh, always fun to have another you know BYU alumni in the building with us. Before it was Chris Hoke, you know he was here with me for a long time. So we feel like you know we got the best group of guys from any college in our locker room here. So it's awesome. BYU Sports Nation chatting with uh, Pittsburgh Steeler Brett Kiesel. Brett, the BYU coaching staff visited Pittsburgh over the summer. Uh, were you there when they visited? And uh, I guess what did you share with them that maybe helped the defense? Yeah, they, I was here. Uh, it was awesome. They came out for OTAs, Coach Mendenhall and uh, Coach Kafusi and um, a few other guys. And it was great. Um, they've actually helped us. Uh, believe it or not, with some of our video material. So they kind of, you know, I think it was our way of kind of giving back and having them out here and kind of show them how we conduct our business and 
you know, maybe give them a few plays to call in that 3-4 defense that they run. And, um, you know, but it was great having them out here and um, slapping them around a little bit. <laughs> We're going to wrap things up pretty quick here, Brett. But uh, like I said, I wanted to read these to you and, and get your take. This camp, this, these all come on Twitter. First one, all other athlete beards cower before the power that is Brett Kiesel's beard. Number two, Brett Kiesel's beard houses illegal aliens. Number three, when I fall asleep and dream about my beard, it looks just like Brett Kiesel's of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Dude. Uh, yeah. Nice. Yeah, yeah. So I, I thought you'd like to hear those. Uh, also, really quickly, how was uh, playing a role in The Dark Knight Rises? It was awesome. Um you know, having Thomas Toll, who is uh, the owner of Legendary Pictures, he's actually one of our owners too, uh, allow us to go down and be a part of that. It was shot in Heinz Field. And, um, you know, be a part of that whole scene. It was amazing. You know, we got to go to kind of a premiere out here in Pittsburgh and feel like movie stars for a day. But I just wish, you know, my beard was a little bit longer in the video. <laughs> um, unfortunately, it was in its early stages, but... <laughs> Um, you know, it'll be cool to watch that movie 10, 20 years from now and be like, look how young and handsome I was. Hey, Brett, I know you get, your beard gets a lot of attention, but you're a great football player as well, great representation of, of what BYU Cougar football is all about. You host the Chicago Bears this week. We wish you the best of luck in, uh, in those future games, and thanks so much for joining BYU Sports Nation. Hey, guys, I really appreciate it. I saw you were having Kalani on. Tell him yep. hello. He's an old teammate of mine, but tell him BYU is going to smash his defense. <laughs> Real quick, Brett, did your character die in The Dark Knight Rises? Yeah, I got blown to shreds. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thanks for the time, Brett. Good luck this week. Thanks, guys. We'll see ya. The Beard, bringing it on BYU Sports Nation back during Rivalry, uh, rivalry Week. Brett Kiesel. We're going to have that guy on again. We need to have that guy on again. We hope you enjoyed this Christmas Eve special. Jeremy, any final thoughts? you got your uh, your head in your hands, dude. What's going on, man? I love Christmas Eve so much I'm getting emotional about it. <laughs> this is just a wonderful day. And uh, fun to look uh, or listen back to some of those interviews we've had the past couple months. All right. Bronco Mendenhall, Harvey Unga, and Brett Kiesel on this best of edition of BYU Sports Nation. We thank all of you for listening. We hope you're having a happy and safe holiday season. If you're traveling... Leave early, take time, uh, enjoy your family, be safe, and, uh, of course, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays to all of you across BYU Sports Nation. For our senior coordinating producer, Michael Miner, station manager, Don Shaline, and our uh, awesome producer, Ben Bagley, we wish you a Merry, Merry Christmas. Final thoughts, Jeremy? I love you, BYU Sports Nation. Wow. You thought that was for you, didn't you? I did. You're part of BYU Sports Nation. Thank you. For Jeremy, I'm Spencer, and you've just listened to BYU Sports Nation.